Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Starts tonight. It's called Emmanuel. Right, that means God with us. Come on, let's make our confession of faith together. Lift your Bibles out. Let's go. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, Amen. So God, speak to us now. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. We are ready to hear and receive and do your word. Matter of fact, God, we say shake us up tonight. Shake us up out of whatever needs to change. As we are in this last month of 2020, we started speaking at the beginning of this year, all things new. And God, that's exactly what has happened. We didn't know how you were going to get it done, but you got it done. So we pray we would end this year strong. Come on, y'all pray with me. We pray that we would end this year strong. We pray that we would end this series strong right now in the name of Jesus. I want you to just take 10 seconds and praise God right there that for your strong ending to 2020. For your strong ending to 2020. For your strong ending to 2020. Come on, y'all. For your strong ending in the building and online. Give him praise. 10, 9, 8. Come on, y'all. 7, 6, Five, four, three, two, one. Somebody holler, I'm ending strong. Hallelujah, you can grab a seat. So listen, uh, in our past series, it was Seize a Bad Mama Jama, and we were learning some lessons from some ladies of the Bible, and I introduced you to Mary, uh, Mary who was Jesus' mama. I introduced you to Mary who was Jesus' mama. And uh, in making that introduction to you, that's how we ended Seize a Bad Mama Jama. And I, I want to move tonight and transition into our new series, which is called Emmanuel. Everybody say Emmanuel. Come on, say it with me like you're, like you're an army. Say, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. We, we were introduced to Mary through Dr. Luke, who gives us a different 
view of Mary and the context of how Mary comes onto the scene than Matthew and Mark because Luke is a Gentile. That means a non-Hebrew physician. Now, what's interesting is as a doctor, by his occupation, he sees things differently. Let's talk for a moment, which teaches us that where you sit affects how you see what you see. Matthew was a tax collector, uh, and, and Luke is a doctor. Now, this is important to understand because sometimes we can't figure out why people around us don't see what we see, but it's because they don't sit where we sit. Some of your greatest frustrations with people is that they cannot see what's right in front of you, but the reality is it's not right in front of them. And so consequently, if you're not sitting in the same seat as them, you will not see the same thing as them. See, you looking at me, you see me, but me looking at you, I see many people in this building. I see television cameras. I see production equipment. I see different things than what you see. So you could tell me that my perspective is wrong, but that's because you don't sit in my seat. What am I trying to say? Even as we are in Introduced to people in the Bible, recognize that predicated upon what a person does and the, where they sit and the seat they hold in life, it affects how they see what they see. See, Dr. Luke is looking for a level of detail that he needs to pay attention to because as a physician, he can't afford to make a sloppy mistake. I'm about to go somewhere in just a moment. See, sometimes you have to be careful when you're criticizing people who do what you can never do. Because what happens is it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback when you ain't never played a game. It's easy for you to throw rocks at the pastor when you ain't never led yourself out of a paper bag. It's easy to criticize a leader when you've never led anybody. What I'm saying is be careful when you criticize somebody when they hold a different context than you. Some people look at you and criticize you, but they haven't been through what you've been through. They haven't dealt with what you've dealt with. Watch this. They haven't overcome what you overcome. So they look at you and say, why aren't you sad and downtrodden? And you say, listen, Baby, I've already beat more than this before. In other words, where I sit gives me a different vantage point. I'm not scared of no people talking crazy. I'm not scared of no little problem. I'm not scared of a little issue. Why? Because where I sit affects how I see and what I see. And some of y'all need to know you have been seated in heavenly places with Jesus. What does that mean? Whatever I'm facing, I'm already above that situation. So every giant that looks big to you from where I sit, it looks like a midget. No offense. Watch me. Watch me. Say, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. So that's what the Bible says, which means, which means, which means, just, just very simple. If I'm sitting up here and I'm looking down, everything I see looks smaller to me because where I sit affects how I see and what I see. If you are looking at it head on, it looks much bigger than it really is. But that's because you're not sitting in the same seat as someone that says, I choose to see it how God sees it. I need to push this point for just a moment because as you are exiting one year going into another year, I need to make sure that you see things right. Because if your vision is off, you're going to make some bad decisions. And I rebuke every bad decision. I rebuke every bad confession that would come out of your mouth. You're going to have to see right at the end of this year. I pray that whatever you've gone through in the first 11 months of this year, that it would not mess up your vision. It would not mess up how you see. It would not mess up how you talk. It would not mess up how you walk. I pray that the residue of what you've been through would fall 
God, I wish I had some faith in this building. I pray that the residue of what you've been through will fall off of you so you don't carry that into your new year. Your future needs you healed. Your future needs you at your best. Your December needs you healed. Your December needs you at your best. Somebody holler, I can see clearly now. So Dr. Luke shows us things differently because of the seat in which he sits in. Mark just really kind of glazes over Mary and just gets right to Jesus and John. Matthew, he gives us the genealogy uh, of Jesus, and he goes, this person begot, this person begot, this person, and he walks in a very detailed way. Why? Because he's a tax collector, and as a money man, he checks the books. So he wanted to check the history of Jesus so that the books would balance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when we look at Luke, in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, uh, uh, it says this, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel. Now, I want to go deeper in some of these verses that I introduced to you on Sunday. God sent the angel Gabriel. Gabriel's name, now, first of all, Gabriel's an archangel. An archangel means they're the first among equals. In other words, they are the leaders of the other angels. They have the same, uh, they are equal in terms of what they do, but they are first. If I listen, whenever you are a leader, you are really the first among equals. In other words, in other words, you can never get full of you and, and think that uh, what you are leading is beneath you. In fact, leadership is a gift you've been trusted with. And everybody, you're a leader whether you know it or not because to be a leader is to be an influencer. And I pray that you use your influence in the right way and not look down on the very thing that's been holding you up. So, watch me. He's an archangel. So these are the angels that are the first among equals. They are leading the other angels. And his name specifically means man of God. So let me give you some great revelation here. When Gabriel goes to Mary to make this announcement. What we're really seeing, watch me, is that this is a man of God that's bringing a message to her. Y'all already missed it because you ain't saying nothing right there. Sometimes you are looking for an angel not realizing you've been sitting up under one. In fact, in the Bible, the word angel in Greek is the same is the same Greek word for pastor as it is angel. Sometimes you're looking for a burning bush experience, not realizing you've been getting burning bushes on Sundays, burning bushes on Mondays, burning bushes on Wednesday, and the message you're looking for, you're missing because it's in front of your face and you ain't paying no attention to it. He's a man of God, which, watch me, the second definition of Gabriel, it means God is strong. In other words, our God is not weak. Our God is not some punk. Our God does not run from challenges. In fact, our God creates challenges, dumps you in them, and says, you better solve them. You better not give up. You better not quit. Because if I put you in it, there's something in it. I need you to get up out of it. And I need you to make this declaration and say, I'm getting everything God has for me. So, so look at this. So he goes to, so a man of God goes to a town in Galilee. Galilee means surge. Everybody say surge. A surge is created by an electrical current. Now, it's seemingly unconnected individual moments connect to create movement. This is where Mary's at. She's in a, a, a town in Galilee. The town is Nazareth, but the region is Galilee. Everybody say Galilee. Galilee. So I have this lamp here. You see this lamp? Now, this lamp has the power to light some stuff up. It has the power to light some stuff up. Help me out here. It has the power to light some stuff up. Say some stuff is about to get lit. 
Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going to need you to talk like an army right now. Let's go. Say some stuff was about to get lit. Yeah, your business is about to take off. Your family's about to get saved. Your de- Matter of fact, somebody tomorrow, you're going to check your Thursday mail. Your Wednesday praise is going to set your Thursday mail up. And you're going to open a piece of mail that's going to give some favor to you. I wish you acted like God's about to put the light on some... Somebody open your mouth say, my life is about to be lit. Now, now here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. This, this has great power, right? I mean, you can see the light bulb. Here's the problem. You can't see the light. I can see that this has the power to do something for me. It's just not doing it, watch me, until it's plugged in, watch me, to the source that creates the surge. Uh-uh, uh-uh, unplug it. Put the verse up. I need you to see this. I need you to see this. In the sixth month, God sent a man of God, watch me, to start a surge. <laughs> God, I wish I had somebody that spoke the King's English in the building. A surge is created by an electrical current. This light cannot become lit until it's plugged into something that creates a current. Disconnected. In other words, the, Gabriel needed to show up so that all of these unconnected, uh, disconnected individual moments in Mary's life, when Gabriel showed up and gave her this message, all of a sudden, everything that had happened in her life, it began to connect. And I'm here to tell somebody tonight, you've been through a whole lot in your life where it seemed like none of it connected. It seemed like none of it went together. You were like, why did this happen in my teens? Why did this happen in my 20s? Why did this happen in my 30s? Why did this person do me like that? Why did this happen? I'm here to tell you it's about to be connected, yo. God, I wish I had somebody that heard me. God's about to show you why you had to go through what you had to go through, and it's going to be worth it. I need you to release a praise for the next three seconds that our surge is about to hit. Say a surge is about to hit my life. Say it again. Say a surge is about to hit my life. You're going to find out why you went to school and didn't use the degree yet. You're about to find out why this happened, why that happened. See, it's seemingly unconnected. And so I see something that could be great, but it's just not great. But Gabriel shows up and all of a sudden, boop, there go the light. And I'm going to tell you this December, you're going to have a whole lot of aha. I'll preach myself happy. Forget y'all. I'm going in by myself. Listen, December, you're going to be like, aha, that's why that had to happen. Aha, that's why they had to leave me. Aha, that's why I had to go through that. You weren't being picked on, baby. You were being picked. Shout, surge. Listen, seemingly unconnected. Individual moments. Connect. You're going to find out why you couldn't marry them. Somebody, you've been mourning. You didn't lose nothing when they walked out. I don't know who that is. Individual moments connect to create movement. But it doesn't connect until Gabriel shows up and begins to speak to her. 
Where is she at? She's in Nazareth. Say Nazareth. Nazareth, what did I teach you on Sunday? It means separated. Just put it up there. Leave the light on. I saw it. He said the heat lamp. It's going to be hot over there now. Everybody over here, you're going to be extra warm. You'll be all right. Watch me. Y'all ready for this? I said, y'all ready for this? Now, now look at the screen. Uh, the, 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 the region is Galilee. The town is Nazareth. Nazareth means what? Separated. If you honest much of your life, that's how you felt. Online, do the hand wave emoji in the building. Put your head up. You felt like you were always, even when you got around folks that you thought you were like you, you realize that you were still one of a kind. <laughs> Separated, then sanctified. Sanctified means set aside for God's purpose. So God, it's like he, he washes you. It's like taking something out of the dishwasher. He washes you and gets you ready and all of that, and then he sets you over there in that thing next to the sink. The dish, what you call that? The rack. He puts you on the rack. Now, here's the problem with the rack. If I'm in the rack, that means I can't do what it is, watch me, that I was created to do. Because for a while, I got to learn how to watch other people do it. Those plates sit on the rack while they watch other plates be used and do what it is that they can do. But God says, I need to give you the test, watch me, the test of the waiting game. Because I need to see how you're going to act when other people are doing the very thing that it is you believe you're supposed to be doing. Because if you're a hater, I'm going to bench you. But if you can celebrate somebody else, God says, I will... I need to test this room because I pray ain't no haters on your road. On three, I just need you. Watch me. If you can celebrate what God is doing for somebody else, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, if you can celebrate what God is doing for somebody else, just on three, holla yes. One, two, three. I am not a hater. I will celebrate you. I will watch you win, and I will be excited about it. So Mary is separated. And why do we, why, 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 how can you know that she's separated, ain't she sanctified? Set aside for God's use, she just ain't using her yet. Set aside for God's use, she just ain't using her yet. Set aside for God's use, she just ain't using her yet. See, some of you, this is your frustration because you're like, God, okay, God, I, I did what you want. I'm faithful now. I do this. I do this. God, why the wait? He said, you better sit over there on that dish rack. Because I'm teaching you patience. And patience is not patience is not waiting. Patience is how you act while you're waiting. So if you get an attitude while you're waiting, you have to reset. Which means for some of you, you keep resetting your weight. So you think you've been waiting two years. You haven't because your complaining really has only logged you one day of waiting. So let's pray this. Say, Father, forgive me for complaining while I've been waiting. Separated. Sanctified. Set aside for his use, but he ain't using you. Not in the way you think he should use you. And therein lay the problem because you will think that he's supposed to be doing something when he really says, listen, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And this is going to be what it's going to be. I created you for my glory, not for you to get the glory. You want to be used the way you think you need to be used, but what if I don't want to use you as a butter knife? What if I need to use you to break into a door? In other words, what if I have a different use for you than what you think you're able to do because I'm going to use you in ways that nobody has seen. I hasn't seen. Ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. But then look at this next one. Look at this next one. I gave you this one. It means crown. I had them, the kids do me a little kitty crown right before church. Oh, let me see myself. I can't see myself. <laughs> Give me camera two. Let me see myself. 
I gotta see, now I gotta make sure this is straight. All right. Is it good? That's good? That's good. You gotta check your crown. Look at somebody in your world say, check your crown. I need you to, I, trust me, you, you might meet somebody that's going to write the check to pay off your debt. I need you to always make sure every time you walk out that house, your crown is on right. Every time you on the phone, I need you to make sure your crown is on right. I need you to stop, ooh, child, I had a bad day. Screw your bad day. This is the day that the Lord has made. You shall rejoice and be made glad. Check your crown because this might be the day God's about to give you breakthrough. Stop, I feel like preaching now. Stop coming out the house raggedy. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Stop coming out the house unput together. Stop coming out the house not looking like, you better come out the house looking like this might be the day. I just need you to put some faith in this atmosphere and say, this month, my month. Every day you come out the house, I need you looking like a million bucks. Why? You about to attract to you what you've been praying for. God. So, separated, sanctified, crowned. The same place he separates me doesn't let me be with those that I think I should be around. For many of you, God shut down some of the connections you tried to have. And you mad that they didn't put you in a little group text. Good! You can't be in there if you're going to lead them. Really? So look, so I'm separated, I'm sanctified, I'm set aside for his use, but he's not using me the way I think he should use me. What's happening, what I think should be happening in my life isn't happening. Here's the key word, yet. 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 Ooh, but, but I see the light. Once that thing got plugged in, that light ain't stopped moving. Once that thing got plugged in, that light didn't stop. But then watch. But then it means crown. So God says, Revelation 5.10, he's made us kings and priests. That means we're spiritual and successful. We can pray and we can slay. I got the tongue of angels and I got the tongue of business. I can negotiate and I can I can go up in the spirit. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I can walk in there and make them take a half a million dollars off the price. And I can walk right out and give God glory like I didn't lose. I'm trying to help some of y'all because you're going to have to learn how to be spiritual and successful. God said, I don't need no bougie saints in this day. I need some saints that can give me both of them. Woo! Open your mouth and say, I can give them both of them. I Crowned. He says, so Mary, 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 I'm going to crown you. After I separate you, after I sanctify you, then I will crown you. Which means I give you your crown, listen, in private. Here's some of your problem. Is you want everybody to recognize what he did in private. Let me see if I can say it another way. You are so addicted to applause and appreciation that you don't know how to clap for yourself and appreciate let me tell you what you're going to have to learn how to do. You're going to have to learn how to look at yourself and do like David did. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. Because the test of the crown, because the same people that celebrate you when you have the crown. When things turn, they will be the same people that may throw rocks at you. David, 
David and his men, they're out. And when they come back at Ziklag, the, the Bible says that the city's burned with fire. There's a fire in the city, and all the women and children, everything's taken. The city's set on fire. And David, now these guys had just fought this great battle with David. And then the Bible says they spoke of stoning him. They spoke of stoning him so David could hear it. In other words, they wanted to intimidate him to get him to come off of his seat and take off his crown. Because since the enemy, watch me, since he can't take it from you, he needs you to take it off. You ain't going to talk to me like I need you to talk to me. See, he knows you've made so much progress. He can't take it from you because God gave it to you. And what the Lord has given, the enemy can't take. But check this out. But he's trying to get you to give it up. But I need you to get a little hood tonight, Wednesday. Would you open your mouth and say, I ain't giving them nothing. I, say it again. I'm not giving the enemy anything. I, I've had to fight for every inch of progress I got, and I'll be doggone if I give it up. You fought too hard to get to December. You fought too hard to get your self-esteem back. You fought too hard to get out of debt. You fought too hard to build. You are not giving it. You ready? You ready? All right, so look. So that's where you're crowned. He does it in private. <laughs> In private. He says, Mary, I'm going to crown you and don't nobody know your name. That's where I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you authority when you're under the radar. To see how you can handle, watch this, being a shark in a pond. I'm good. I'm going by myself, apparently. I need to see how you handle that. Because then if you handle that right, I didn't give you these two, right? The underlying ones I didn't give you on Sunday. Because then you'll begin. Here it is, Mary. Here's, here's where you're at, Nazareth. Nazareth is a place in life where it's, you feel separated, sanctified, you're crowned. Here's the next thing. Sprout. <laughs> you know you're getting ready to sprout. 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 Now shout. Sprout. You ready? You ready? Somebody say, I'm sprouting. I'm sprouting. To sprout is an interesting term because it means that there's going to be, you ready for this? Please listen to me. It means that there's going to be sudden growth. These people ain't talking to me, so come on. Come on, come on stage, right? God says, if I can separate you, if I can sanctify you, then I can crown you. This thing weighs a lot, so I need to make sure, watch me, that your head ain't too big. I need you to make sure that your head ain't too big that I can't put some authority on you. I need to make sure you ain't going to be no arrogant heifer. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I need to make sure you... He said, and if I can see that in your Nazareth, in your bowl, in what looks like a bowl, there's no way out. They said, can anything good come? If I can see you doing that, guess what I'm going to do? Then I'm going to give you sudden growth. And people will say, you're an overnight sensation. What they didn't know is it's been 14 years in the making. <laughs> I'm going to talk to y'all because these people don't know how to say that. People will say, all of a sudden, it just seemed like you sprouted. And you'll be able to tell them, baby, I've been working on this for years. But I was faithful in my Nazareth. Somebody say, I've been faithful. I not been perfect, but I've been faithful. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Watch me. 
Then here's the next definition. I didn't give you this one on Sunday of Nazareth. It means watchtower. Uh, um, now, I ain't going to get up here. Here, you come on. Now you come on. Y'all get up here. And here, you taller, so you just get on, get on the thing there. On the, you step on that. Can you do that? Don't hurt yourself now. We're going to help you. All right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> give, me, give me a chair, a regular chair. Because I got to sit on that again. I can't have him standing on that. Practical. Come on, come on. All right, there you go. Now you can stand on that. All right? Watchtower. Now put your crown on. All right? Okay, you got the crown. All right, y'all ready? Oh, he's trying to wear it like a G. Uh-oh, let me teach you something right there. See, don't let your personal preference mess with authority. There's a way kings walk. There's a way queens talk. There's a... Here's what watchtower means. Watchtower means I get to see what's happening inside of my city, and I can see what's happening on the outside of my city. Let me see if you can get the picture. He says, if you handle your Nazareth right, I'm going to raise you up in your Nazareth and give you the ability to see what's going on in the realm around you. Uh, 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 you, you miss it. So in other words, the reason where do we start, where you sit affects how you see and what you see. So watch me. The stuff that used to mess with me when I was down here. Watch me. I'm in the watchtower now. Which meant I went from the hard manual labor to watching over my staff doing the work. You, you'll catch it. I went from being the employee to the employer. I went from being in the department to running the whole department. Somebody say, I'm on my rise. I'm on my... Say it again. I'm on my rise. Thank you, fellas. So look, so look, so look, so look. You be seated. Watch this. So, so watch this. Luke, 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 Luke. Luke, 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 Luke. Luke, 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 Luke. He says that Gabriel, a man of God, comes with an announcement that connects things. Individual moments are connected to create movement in Nazareth. Anybody ever felt like you got some Nazareths in your life right now? Some areas in life right now where you're like, what is this? This is a bowl. This is worse than a valley. This is a bowl of some nasty cereal, and it's a blizzard outside, and I can't go nowhere and get nothing good. This is a, <laughs> this is a bowl of that cereal at the bottom from the bags look the same, but it does not taste the same. Y'all still here? So, so, so look, so look, so look, so look, so look. So look. You, you can see, let's go. Luke one twenty-seven. Or excuse me, actually, let's go John one forty-six. Because I want you to see what, what they say about Nazareth. You can stand if you want to, too. Some of y'all are like, it's already too good to you. Like, I can't. So I ain't even going to try to take no notes. I'll just watch the replay. It's going to be rocking. Now, look, look, um, Jesus gets one of his disciples. One of his disciples gets his partner. His partner's name is Nathaniel. And, um, and so he gets his partner. He says, can anything good? They said, we want to introduce you to Jesus. He's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's, he's the Messiah that's been prophesied for years. And, and, and they said, he's from Nazareth. Nathaniel, with his knowledge of that area, Here's his response. 
Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Most of us ask that type of question. Can anything good come out of this? Can anything good come out of this place I am in this area of my life? Because there's other areas you feel like in you in the watchtower. There's other areas where you feel like you're being watched by the tower. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. There's some areas you feel like you're on top of the world. There's other areas you feel like the world is on top of you. Can we be real? So Nathaniel is like, look, I already know about that place. Can anything good come from Nazareth? And Nathaniel asked, and I love what Philip said. Philip said, come and see. In other words, he says, I could tell you, but instead my December's going to show you. I won't. In other words, I'm about to show the good from Nazareth in Galilee. In other words, all of these things in my life are about to connect. And not only are they going to connect, but God's going to crown me in the very place that was crucified me. God is going to set me in a watchtower to be able to be... Somebody said, I'll show you better than I can tell you. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's time for you to bear major fruit, major fruit. Come on, y'all, we got to open this series right. Say, it's time for you to be a major fruit, major fruit, major fruit, major fruit. He said, look, I can tell you who he is. Yeah. But instead, let me show you something. And for everybody under the sound of my voice that has the faith to believe it, God says, listen, you've been saying something big in your hands. You've been saying it all year. You've been speaking it all year. But you've been in Nazareth from January through November. But just for those that got the faith to believe it, in December, God is going to do you like Philip did Nathaniel. Come on. Let me show you. Say, God's about to show me something. I you're about to see why you couldn't move yet. You're about to see why you couldn't have done that yet. You're about to see why that didn't happen yet. But baby, the light is about to come on. Put a shout in this atmosphere right now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bishop, why are you so confident? Why are you so confident uh, about this? Can, can I take you further? Luke 1, 27. Uh, to a virgin, Gabriel comes to Galilee, to the town of Nazareth, and he goes to a virgin. Pledged in marriage to a man, a man, a man. Look, my Memphis coming out. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do that. <laughs> to a man named Joseph. Look, say she's a virgin. Like a virgin. What does that mean? She's inexperienced for what she's about to do. She's inexperienced for what she's about to produce. <laughs> I'm going to talk to y'all. I need y'all to get this right over here. Why does the Bible take the time to make that clear? Because God says, if you are looking for a roadmap for this, the only thing you got in your past is preparation. But you don't have no experience with this. And you might be young, but you're ready. You might not be as young as you used to be, but you are ready. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. Let's go. 
I rebuke you thinking you can't do it because you don't have experience. I rebuke you having a telephobia which is not feeling good enough because you don't have experience. God doesn't want you experience because you're going to bring in a whole new way of getting it done. Y'all excuse me, say, Bishop preaching a lot in tongues tonight. That's just because I'm letting the spirit realm know, December, you owe me some stuff, all right? Look. She's inexperienced for this. She's about to carry a baby, but she's never had sex. In other words, you're about to have something that you didn't, watch me, that your process doesn't match everybody else's. And everybody else is saying, you got to do it like this. And God says, I know that's how they had to do it. But you, oh favored one, you ain't going to have to do it the same way they... You're going to have a process, but it ain't going to be like theirs. So stop comparing your notes to their notes because your process is not going to be the same. So look, she's pledged in marriage to a man named Joseph. What does this mean? God changed her plans. I need you to say, Lord, I'm open to you changing my plans. Come on. Say, I'm open to you changing my plans. She's betrothed to be married, and heaven says, we ain't doing it like that. We know that's what you want, but that ain't what we want that way. So we're going to do this a little different. We're going to change it up on you. He's of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And what did I teach you about Mary on Sunday? Her name meant what? It meant wish for a child, which means she wanted more. In the Hebrew culture, as a woman, your, your worth was attached to your ability to bear children. But really what it's saying is she wanted more for her life. And she lives in a place where she can't see more. Mm -mm. She wants more, but she lives in a place she can't see more. I'm going to say it a third time so that the people in the back hear me. She, 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 watch me. She wants more, but she lives in a place where she can't see more. So the only way she thinks she can get more is to do what? Begin to rebel. Because she doesn't even have anybody that can be spiritual with her and say, this is how you get more spiritually. Because where she is, there's a spiritual drought. Okay? Which does what? Which makes, watch me, when she begins to rebel, she begins to do it her own way. Which then, watch me, that makes her bitter. Because whatever you do when you rebel is going to create pain for you later. So, okay, so if you go do your own, what does it mean to rebel? It means to willfully, there's a word, to wantonly, wanton, that just means you were criminally negligent. You knew, they said, don't move the table, and here's what you did. Don't move the chair, and here's what you did. <laughs> I'll ask for forgiveness later. I'm grown. So what happens? Now you create pain because there's a price to pay for your rebellion. What's the price? You have to wait longer. I ain't giving no crown to no child. I ain't giving no crown to no little girl. I'm going to give a crown to somebody that's proven that they know how to handle the weight of that. Say, Lord, forgive me for my rebellion. What's rebellion? Every time you should pray and you don't. Every time you should sow and you don't. Every time you should serve and you don't. Every time the word says to do something and you choose not to do it, God says you rebel, which means you're going to have to wait longer. But for some of us, see, we ain't been perfect, but we sure not been faithful. This is just for some of us. I don't know about your praise. Somebody say, my waiting just ended.
so now it makes her bitter. And for some of you, your bitterness is because you're hard-headed. This is Wednesday, so let me be direct and let me be as direct as I can when I'm preaching. Your rebellion has made you hard-headed. You pray for a word, you come hear a word, and then you're like, I didn't hear nothing. You didn't hear nothing because hard-headed people ain't never going to hear nothing. All right? Lay your hands on your head. Everybody, lay your hands on your head. If you sit next to somebody and don't do it, elbow them, and I bet you they'll do it now. And do it hard, too, on the side. <laughs> lay your hands on your head. Lay your hands on your head. Say, Lord, give me your mind. Say, I, I release rebellion. What you say is what you get from me from this day forward. Because if not, see, if this is hard, hard-headed, what's it, but you don't listen. No, listen, that was God's complaint against his people. He says, y'all are stiff-necked, rebellious. I mean, he, he call, if you look at what he called his people, he called them some rough stuff. One time he says, you're worse than a whore because at least she gets paid. That's what the Bible says. He said, y'all don't even get paid and you're giving yourself up. That's what he said. He said that. He said, at least, at least Rahab, you, you chip with Rahab, at least she got a check. You did it for free. That's what he said. I'm not judging nobody. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. Now look, so she's this bitter woman. So when you see her, I introduce you on Sunday to this part of her you've never been introduced. Because you think she's just doing a little thing, doing a little Hebrew thing, eating a little potato pancakes and all this. <laughs> and then one day the angel souls up, Mary. Oh, yes, Lord, be it unto me according to thine will. That ain't what happened. Ooh, that ain't what happened. Mary was doing something. If they had girls going wild around back then, Mary may have been on the edge of one of them episodes. She may not have been right in the front, but she was in the back with a drink, a red solo cup. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ain't saying nothing. She may have been like, uh-uh, I can't let my daddy see me. Let me stand over here. makes her bitter. And she's, watch me, she's about to enter a marriage as a bitter woman. And God says, before you enter your new, I need to make you new. Because I can't hook you up with the right people if you steal the wrong you. God, dog, come on. Right. But there's something about Mary's response to change. Because God comes and interrupts her plans. I want you to look at Luke 138. Gabriel says, look, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have a baby. The baby's going to be the son of God. It's going to be God in the flesh. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. People are saying it's going to be great. So Luke 138. So here's her response. I am the Lord's servant. Here's what Mary was saying. Here's what we have to say. What God wants from me, he gets from me because my life is bigger than me. What made her say that? Her process. How do you know that? Because whenever, watch me, you rebel, now you're bitter. That means you were in pain. That pain created an opening. The opening, watch me, you wouldn't listen before. But the pain you're in is making you listen in a way you won't listen. 
So you've already done enough of your days doing it your way. So when Gabriel shows up with this message that connects all of these different moments in her life that creates a surge, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Mary says, look, I ain't running no more. I'm not fighting you anymore. I've been through enough hell. God, whatever you want from me, that's what you get. Please, in this building and at home, say, God, whatever you want from me, that's what you get from me. So, so, so look, she says, may it happen to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. It, listen, it never happens if you never hear the word. This is why for many of you, what ends up happening is, is that, watch me, if you're not going back and looking at the replays, if you're not on prayer, if you're not going back, and even when you're on it, you need to go back and look at it. Here's what's happening is that, watch me, you're getting an incomplete download. My car for the last three days, every time I get ready to turn on, it says install or update, install or update, 10 minutes. And I look, I don't have 10 minutes to install it, but I've noticed it's not performing at the same level because the download won't complete. Some of you, you think something's wrong, and the only thing wrong is you need to let the download complete. Where is your discipline when it comes to going back and listening to the messages? Where is your discipline when it comes to the podcast? Where is your discipline when it comes to prayer? It's amazing to me because the ones that need the most prayer ain't the ones on prayer. You got all these special prayer requests and they never on prayer. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I'm about to pastor now. You ready? So look, look, verse 39. In those days, Mary got ready and she hurried. Say, move quick. quick. To a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered the home of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard, verse 41, Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 56, Mary stayed with Elizabeth. What did I teach you Elizabeth's name mean on Sunday? Abundance. So Mary stays with abundance for three months. Three months is a season. So when Mary got to Elizabeth, she had a season of abundance. Let me see if I can say it another way. Let me see if I can say it another way. Let me see if I can say it another way. Uh, watch me. When you help somebody do what God's called them to do, you keep waiting on yours and God says, help her get hers. When you help somebody else do what they, for everybody on my dream team, you worried about yours, help Harvest get his, and God's going to make sure you get yours. What you do for another man, God will do the same for you. When she showed up, Elizabeth was like, oh my God, my baby leaping. And so when her baby started leaping, God says, now let me give you a season of abundance. You helped her in her process, I'm going to help you with yours. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. Let me tell you what abundance is, when abundance is going to happen for you when God sees that you'll help somebody else do it. And not always do it because you're getting a check for it. And not always doing it because you're getting recognized for it. And not always doing it because your name is getting called. God says, can you just show up and do what you need to do and do it because it's the right thing to do? Because when you help somebody else get theirs, I'm about to give you yours. And for some of us, we've been helping other people get ours. So get theirs. So guess what's about to happen? Say, I'm about to get mine. I've been helping other people get theirs. I, I've been helping other people's baby leave. Baby, it's time for mine. So she enters a season of abundance. Season of abundance. Season of abundance. Say season of abundance. All right, now look. 
there's something about Mary's response to challenges. Because we're about to go deep. You ready? Before, before I go that deep, Mary wrote a song. This is where Mary J. got her name. It's right on the screen. Her song is so long, we couldn't do a lower third. We did a half a screen. <laughs> I want you to hear her song. Mary said this here. My heart praises the Lord. She said this in her season of abundance. But imagine the fear she came under. The Holy Ghost is about to get you pregnant. What? Because here's my question. You ready for my question? How bad was it that Joseph let her leave for three months? But before we get there, let's look at her song. My heart praises the Lord. My soul is glad for my Savior. He has remembered me, his lowly servant. Watch me. From now on, all people are going to call me happy. In other words, what does that tell you about how she felt? You missed it. She said, look, I've been waiting because I was rebellious and bitter. But then Gabriel showed up with a message that connected all of these different things in my life. Of why I was separated, why I was sanctified, and then I learned how to handle my crown. So God could cause me to sprout and lift me up to the watchtower. Do you see how this Bible works? But when Gabriel gets to her, she's sad. That's why she wonders, what type of greeting is this? When you're sad, you, tr you, you doubt everything. When you, somebody, me, let me tell you how you know you need to be in group therapy part two. is because when good news comes, you're like, I don't know. What the? I will hit you in the face. What do you? I'm just joking. I ain't going to hit you, but I'm saying maybe somebody next to you ought to just accidentally praise their way in your face. I'm just joking. You ever gave somebody some good news and you thought, watch me, you knew it was good. You thought they'd be excited. And when you tell them, they're like, Mary say, I'm about to be happy. Somebody say, because I'm happy. Look at verse 49. Because of the great things the mighty God has done for me. His name is holy. From one generation to another, he shows mercy to those who honor him. Stop. Mary's like, he gave me mercy. Because some of what I didn't say and some of what I didn't did while I've been in my Nazareth, he should have let me stay there and die. Woo! But God gave me mercy. Mercy is when God blocks the negative stuff I do deserve. And grace is when God gives me good stuff I do not deserve. You hear? He gave me some mercy. Why? Because I honored him. Which means I stayed faithful even though I was frustrated. You ain't, you, let me tell you something. It ain't real until you're doing it when you're frustrated. That's how you know it's real. But say it won't last forever. He has stretched out his mighty arm and scattered the proud in all their plans. Wait a minute. Mary, you had some problems with some people coming against you? She tells you what she was going through in her song. Because her song represents her last season and the beginning of her new season. Because every season has a song. She says, look, you, 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 have, you have stretched out your mighty arm and you've scattered the proud with all their plans. She says, there's some people who made some plans against me. 
and you scattered their plans. In other words, Mary was not just dealing with her own internal stuff. Mary had some people plotting and planning and scheming and skeezing and running names. He has brought down mighty kings from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. Wait a minute. Mary, you got issues with the government. You got, you got issues with the structure of the system in which you live in, Mary. So not only do you have issues with people, not only do you have internal issues, but you got internal revenue issues. Listen. Are you catching the point of what I'm trying to say? All right, look. <laughs> he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. Wait a minute. Mary, you had a few struggling days? Mary, you had a few days where you were like, whoa. Your account was like, whoa, whoa. Look, he has kept the promise he made to our ancestors. He has come through the help of his servant Israel. Now you talk about your ancestors in Israel, Mary, you're one woman. Her life was bigger than her. In that moment, Mary's like, I finally get it. I've been so frustrated and, and, and rebellious and bitter because I was only thinking about me and not the bigger thing I was part of. See, selfish people are not going to see abundance, but I think you sit next to somebody that can say, I've graduated from just thinking about me, myself, and I. This is bigger than me. Everybody open your mouth in this building and online and say, my life is bigger than me. I got to finish. He has remembered to show mercy to Abraham and all his descendants forever. Here, here's this last piece. Remember. Say remember. In other words, Mary's like, I felt like you forgot about me. Online, do the hand wave emoji if you felt that way. In the building, wave at me. You ever felt like God forgot? Like he put you in the oven on broil and went to go take a bath, wash some clothes, get on the phone. <laughs> like God just sitting there, yeah, so what you doing? Yeah. Oh, shoot, they in there on broil. Hold on, let me. It felt like that. That's how Mary felt. She tells you everything going on in her in her song. Can I teach you a principle? Whatever you do, you need to make sure that you write, watch me, write the song for this next season. Let me, let me be more specific. If you a writer, I need you to write your story. Got it? You, you, you're missing it. If you're a poet, I need you to put your story to some poetry. If you're a talker, I need you to talk your story. What are you saying? Mary got it out of her. She writes a song because, in fact, music is in her blood. I don't have. Okay. You got it? Whatever you do, that's what you need to do. See, this is what I do. So when I'm doing this, I'm announcing, watch me, I'm announcing my season because this is part of what I do. Whatever you do, you do that because that's what's going to announce your next. I know it's simple, but I need you to catch it. Some of you who journal, you need to journal. Right? You write all these four-page memorandums and write one to yourself. You got it? But let's go deeper. Matthew 119. Because Joseph, her husband, I'm almost done, was a righteous man. Now, this is what happens after she gets prego. 
uh, pregnant. Prego is my term for pregnant. <laughs> because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and unwilling to disgrace her in public. He resolved to divorce her quietly. Let's go for here for a minute. I need you to imagine their human responses to this divine interruption. Come here, you're going to be marrying Joseph, you too, come on. Y'all stand so close, that's why the Lord keeps calling on you. <laughs> Let that be a revelation for you. Some of you, you're too far away from the source. Hmm. Watch, everybody's going to be standing over there. <laughs> Sit in your seat. I'm just <laughs> it's a principle. Check this out. So you're going to be Joe, you're going to be Mary. Okay, and y'all just physically distance. Okay. Right. Now, look at one another. All right, so you got to come say, Joseph, I got something to tell you. And do it like how a woman would really do it, too. Like, you know, do all the extra with it. There you go. Come on, Carrie. Wait a minute. No, be from North Africa, not South Africa. Listen, see. <laughs> Israel is North Africa. Come on, just take a little bit more. North. Little, little, little bit more. Take a little edge off of it. A little, edge. little anime block with a, with, with a little bit of ebony. Get in the car, ebony. Get in the car. Okay. All right, there we go. That's good. That's good. Come on, that's good. That's good. All right, say, what is it, baby? Now, Joe, tell us, say, we've not been intimate. Say, we living for God. And you came at me with this mess? Now, go and turn all the way up. Ha, ha, ha. Now, you already know what Joseph is thinking because this is North Africa where they at. He like, come here. I'm going to make it modern for you. Say, give me your phone. Now, he dialed in the last number in the phone. But it's suspect because all the numbers been deleted. So he called his boy. She talking about she pregnant. At the same time, she didn't call one of her girls. And she crying because he mad because she pregnant. I need y'all to realize just how real this was. Okay, if I stop, if I stop, if I stop, if I stop. I need to see how real this is. Now, Joseph is a righteous man, the Bible says. So him and his boy, they decide, hey, don't do it publicly. Right? Divorce her privately. <laughs> I, I. So, so, oh my, oh Lord, Jesus. All right, look, okay, if I stop, if I stop, look at the screen. If I look at the screen, 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 you ready? Verse, uh, the end of that. He resolved to divorce her quietly. Now listen, private decisions were made that did not favor her. Private decisions were made that did not favor her. I'm going to say it a third time so you get it. 
private decisions were made against her. But Gabriel said, you are the favored one. What you trying to tell me? There's some decisions that were made against you that this December they're about to. Private decisions were made against you. But I need you to say this December, it's turning for my favor. Say this December, it's turning for my favor. Watch. They said they weren't going to give you the deal two weeks ago, but God's about to turn their heart. The heart of the king is in the... Verse 20. But after he pondered, after he pondered, so he went to the house, his boy left, the girl left. Now, they do, they're doing it God's way, so they ain't, they ain't living together now. So he decides himself, he ponders, so he reflected. And the angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream. He already said, this one I'm going to do. And there's some stuff where it looks like this is what it's going to be. But God's about to invade some people's dreams tonight. If I don't get some faith in this building, let me just go online. Facebook, God's about to invade somebody's dreams tonight. YouTube, God's about to invade somebody's dreams tonight. I don't care what they said two weeks ago. I don't care what they said in November. God's about to make them ponder some. But he, he pondered, he reflected. And the angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream and says, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to embrace Mary as your wife. For the one conceived in her is from the Holy Ghost. Translation, look on the screen. You feel blank, but this is God. Joseph, you feel stupid because what she said don't make no sense, but this is God. You feel foolish, but this is God. You feel used and abused, but this is God. You felt thrown to the side, but this is God. You Somebody say, this is God. So after he reflected, his mindset was corrected. Here you go. And things were connected. So that situation was dark. Matter of fact, y'all go over there to the dark side of the stage over there. Go all the way back there where ain't no light. It's going to be some light in a couple weeks. But right now, it ain't no light on purpose. Y'all see, it's real dark over there. No lights. Watch me. According to Joseph, this is what it's going to be. But then God sends a messenger in his dream. And the messenger... Bring some light. Somebody say the light's on the way. The light's on the way. So listen. So look. After he reflected. What are you telling me, Bishop? As I open this series and I'm done. There's some things you need to reflect on. You need to ponder. Because some conclusions you've come to have been wrong. Come on, let me preach. You have settled certain things in you that heaven has not settled. 
after he reflected, his mindset was corrected. Because he was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And God says, no, you're not. Nope. Nope, you're just getting started. Because what you're not going to do is have me be born in a broken situation. Joe, this is bigger than you, Joe. And what you're not going to do is cause the prophecy not to be fulfilled. So his mindset gets corrected and things were connected. Can I finish this message? There's only three verses left. Verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Uh-oh. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. All this took place to fulfill the prophecy over your life. To be used greatly, you first have to be broken greatly. Say, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the man of God. So look, what did he say? Verse 23. This is Isaiah. This is years and years. This is, this is hundreds of years before this happened. Some of you are like, it ain't going to happen. This was hundreds of years Isaiah said this. Y'all ready? Look what he said. Behold, the virgin will be with a child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. I'm opening this series tonight. God is with us. Then Joseph woke up. Look at the next part. <laughs> Some of y'all talking about you woke. No, you're not. You think because you're an intellectual snob that you're woke. You are woke. Hear me. You are woke when your will is no longer what's most important. You're woke when you say, God, whatever you want from me, that's what you get from me. You're not woke because you watched a couple of YouTube videos. You're not. You're not woke because you made a TikTok about what's really going on behind the scenes. Because you got a special connection with somebody that used to work at Department of Defense under Reagan. I don't know who that's for, but that got real deep real fast. <laughs> Uh-uh. You're woke when you say, Lord, not my will. Look at that. How do you know you're woke? Because he did as the angel told him. How do you know you're woke? Because you do what it is you've been told to do. Then the Bible says, now y'all can't do this, but just, you know, air hug. And, and he embraced Mary as his wife. Because there's something. Say there's something about me too. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. 
Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.